0: We are live, best hour of their day is back amidst the whole coronavirus you know, pandemic that's happening. I'm here with Sean Everly, the most uh, challenging name I've had to say. So Sean, keep in mind one thing, we're going to have some fun right now, but also I live in Colorado, I'm self-isolating, marijuana is very legal in Colorado, so this will be a fun interview, all right?
1: All right, looking <laughs> forward to it.
0: So, so first of all, a couple of things about Sean Eberly. One, trains at a Noose River CrossFit. That, what are you doing right now, by the way? You're I, like just touching a million things. What's going on in your house? I just turned speakers on and you were really loud. I'm sorry. Oh, you're welcome. You want to surround sound, Jason Ackerman. So, <laughs> you know, you train at News River CrossFit that we dropped in on. It's actually the season finale of dropping in on YouTube, which that episode will be out in a couple weeks. You're one of the big stars of the show. So, you know, that was the first time I met you. And just to give a brief, I don't, it'll probably be in the episode, but all right. For those that don't know Sean, the um, the um PC way of putting it, because I had Mike Wittis on the show in the past is short stature, correct?
1: Yeah, that's our division.
0: So, yes. So, Sean, just so you understand People are listening, and they can't see you shaking your head up and down, so you have to talk. That's how you have to answer these questions. <laughs> yes. Can you hear me?
1: That's hard. That's hard to division.
0: Yes, and I understand you're drinking some herbal tea right now, because you're, like we said, an old English woman. Uh, it's that's 8.30 at night on the East Coast, and you were about to make coffee.
1: That's correct, and then you uh, convinced me otherwise.
0: I didn't do anything. I just said, that's a little crazy. I didn't tell you to do anything. I shamed you.
1: You you shamed me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well,
0: let me ask you this question as a, as a short stature athlete, does caffeine hit you harder?
1: Um, no, it, it wouldn't have. Um, I mean, I have a lot to do anyways. I still technically have to work through all this. um, So, I mean, yeah,
0: I would have been up later, but. So, let me go back to my story. We're at News River CrossFit. We're doing box jumps. And John Prescott, the owner, former member of mine at Albany CrossFit, owner of News River CrossFit, is like, hey, Jay, you have short legs. You're the shortest one in the class. I'm like, this is literally the first time I've not been the shortest person in a class, and you're going to use me as an example? You got Sean over here. Take him. So, that was my first interaction with you.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'll never forget that when he said, like, I think he said something about you being the shortest person there, and I definitely took offense to that because I I take pride in that usually.
0: So, so for the listeners, how tall are you?
1: Uh, my driver's license, I think, says four feet even. That's probably even pretty generous.
0: That's what I do. I I tell girls five five, but I'm five three.
1: Yeah, you just kinda gotta round up, you know, nice round number. So, Probably closer to maybe three ten.
0: All right. What tell me this, Sean. And I'm not talking just CrossFit. We're gonna talk about your journey in CrossFit. You know, recently competed at Wadapalooza. You did not come in last, that's correct, right?
1: Um I did, or did not, you come in? I I did on the leaderboard, yeah.
0: Oh, you did come in last. Yeah. All right. Let me just end this interview now. Let me get the guy that came in second to last instead. So yeah. let's. Um, so we've had the we've had the Mike Wittes. What did he come in second?
1: Yeah, he, he got second this year. He did a fantastic job.
0: So we had you know almost the best and almost the not best. On the, there's not many podcasts you can go on where you're not the first short stature athlete.
1: Correct. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. That's what
0: I mean. We're, you know, if, if you're a short stature athlete and you want a place to chat, best hour of their day is your show. So talk to me about some, what are some of the advantages? What are some things that are just like, hey, this is an advantage because I'm small myself, right? I'm 5'3". And I, I think there are, I, I couldn't imagine being six foot. I'm like, what am I going to do with all that extra length? Like I got to shower longer. I got to, you know, reach further to get to my behind. Although, you know, I got my bidet. You know <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I got all sorts of things I'd have to worry about, so what are some things that are that are an advantage?
1: Oh geez. Um, you're putting me on the spot.
0: well, you and knew you were going to get interviewed. We've been talking about this for some time.
1: you're right, um, uh, let me think about that one because I don't want it to to sound like I have such a miserable life.
0: You don't have a miserable life let's let, let's talk- I mean, I was telling people like. I, I've told this many times now, it's like, I'm 5'3", I'm only a few, I'm literally three and a half inches away from being in the same division as you. Yeah. Right? And I think like you, I mean, we know we're smaller, right? We 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 approach other people that are, you know, six foot, and I hear people like, oh, I'm 5'9", I'm small, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You're a freaking giant, dude. <laughs>
1: so... So everyday life, the reason I see that is everyday life, I don't know that we have necessarily any advantages. Um, You know, we're closer to the ground. I can pick stuff up uh, for you when you drop something. Um, But, um, you know, there's obviously the disadvantages, which maybe I focus on more. Um, but you know, we, we out ways around that early on, you know, we, um, growing up, we had light switch extenders for almost every light switch in the house. You don't think about that. There's stools, you know, all over my house now, um, and growing up. Um, so there's definitely this stuff that we work around. Um, but I don't know that I've ever actually sat back and thought about what being, I mean, uh, hide and seek. <laughs> I and see them, um, hey. dodgeball, limbo, like, you know, those kinds of stuff. Take the wins where you can get
0: them. That's what I'm talking about. You got to, you know, look on the bright side. So, but let's be a little more specific now in the CrossFit world. and And I want to talk to you about this just this past weekend. So this will be live Tuesday, March 17th, you know, tomorrow for us. And this past weekend you took your level one and, you know, the workout you hit had thrusters and burpees pretty advantageous right
1: yeah um yeah um so you know in general at at waza and just with my journey in crossfit so far um definitely seen some advantageous stuff uh definitely the thrusters in the sense of range of motion um a lot of the things i'm still struggling with getting uh weight wise um you know, putting weight on the bar and cycling it. Um, as soon as I get an empty bar, I'm already at fifty percent body weight. Um, but the the burpees for sure, and the gymnastic stuff, toes the to bar. I fold pretty well. Um, the pull ups, my upper body's got a lot of strength, so I'm kind of stringing those together already. So, if if someone
0: were making like a baseball card, a CrossFit card of of Sean Eberly what would be some of the highlights? Like what would be the top three things you're good at in the, in the world of CrossFit? Um, and give me specifics, like your one rep max or max pull-ups or anything like that.
1: Well, I'm incredibly good looking, but I don't know if that's like a a CrossFit thing or just in general.
0: I think, Uh, you know what, it it helps. And ladies, if you're listening, (laughs) are you single? Are you single and ready to mingle right now?
1: Am right now, although not with this virus.
0: But I, know. I, I was, you know, I was asking my wife. I said, "Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing for Tinder?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if I were single right now, I wouldn't trust any girl. I'd be like, "No, you got the corona." And yeah, but we can, at least for right now, you we, we were pretty sure you don't have corona. And if you do, you're asymptomatic.
1: Yes. That's okay,
0: so if if you're listening this to this today and you want to date Sean, today's the day to reach out to him. Go, what's your Instagram? S-R-E-B-E-R-L-E. So S-R, what's your middle name? Richard? Robert. Robert, all right. I had 50% chance there. So (laughs) S-R-Eberle, go check out Sean, and uh, yeah, shoot him a D, slide into his DMs. Be ready to check on the uh, request DMs tomorrow, Sean. You're going to get hit up by a lot of girls. So- So, other than being good looking, what's what are some of your best stats
1: in CrossFit? Yeah, um, definitely the burpees. Uh, I think probably number one. Um, I've done both recently: a uh, hundred burpees for time and fifty burpees for time. Um, that was pretty fun.
0: What'd you get on a hundred burpees?
1: Uh, I was about five, five twenty, I believe.
0: That's okay. Um, that's okay. Let's not brag about that. Let's say it's okay.
1: A hundred, uh, 50 took me a minute, 25. Um,
0: that's fast. That I'll give you, that's a really good, t- 50 burpees in a minute and 25.
1: Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that's, um,
0: that's problem, a, bur- a burpee every two seconds or less. Yeah. That's fast.
1: Yeah. Problem with a hundred is I come out smoking. I mean, I can hit 30 burpees in a minute and then a hundred, I just get gassed.
0: an old goal of mine used to be able to do my age and burpees in under a minute. And then I turned 41 and that stopped. I mean, it stopped around 33, to be honest, but definitely not happening anymore. So let's talk about your journey in the CrossFit world. What brought you into Noose River CrossFit? And and before you answer, if you're not familiar with Noose River CrossFit, go check out my buddy John's box because you guys have a really awesome thing going there. I mean, tons of adaptive athletes you have a lot of athletes that are in you know some sort of recovery I mean those that know Logan Aldridge who was on this podcast in the past you know the, the dude with one arm that's cleaning and jerking 225 plus all these amazing people are going to this box so what drew you into there
1: yeah um so what drew me in uh what was the final straw um really was seeing Logan on the news. Um, uh, they, they aired a story uh, after his uh, it was either a clean jerk or a snatch went viral. Um, I think he was a clean jerk. Um, they ran a news story on him, so uh, that was the final straw. But before that, um, Kippy uh, is another incredible uh, adaptive athlete. Um, She's went- the
0: one that took the level one with you this past weekend, correct? Ah, uh, no, that's Christy. Okay, Christy. So, oh, Kippy is is the the woman. Who had her arm has her arm in a sling? Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um.
1: Yeah. So I went to high school with Kippy. Um, so that was another tie to a New Server as well. Did um, you
0: guys uh, date? Were you guys
1: dating? We did not. No. Okay. Just checking. Uh, no. Um. Went to high school with her though, and um, it was literally right around the same time um that. Logan's news story aired is when I realized that she relocated to Raleigh and was at News River. So the combination of the two, I actually went through her to kind of arrange like showing up for the first day. Um, And that's when I met uh, JP. And the rest is kind of history.
0: And, you know, for for a lot of people, when they first go to CrossFit, no matter – Shape, size, gender, fitness—it's intimidating. How how were you walking in? Did you feel like okay, I know Kippy, so I, you know I know they have some adaptive athletes, or were you just like Mister Confidence, or were you, you know, how did how did you handle it, and and what was your first interaction with John like?
1: Yeah, um, so I guess let me step back really quick. Um, my first exposure to CrossFit. Um, was a good friend of mine she went to regionals the final year they had them Um, and I kind of went to cheer her and her she went with a team um, out of uh, CrossFit RDU so they competed in West Palm Beach at the last regionals I guess since 2018 Um, really good friends with her she actually told me about Wadaplooza and she knew of Mike Um, and just that they had adaptive in general. Um, so I've always been kind of broad-shouldered. She was the, the first kind of push into, like, hey, you should check this out. Um, so I had some exposure to what CrossFit was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the whole Logan story, knowing Kippy, Um, And they featured a few of the other adaptive athletes at News River in that story. So I think that kind of pushed me there. Still definitely intimidating. Um,
0: What was the first, you you know, you walk into the box and and what was it like? Was John like, hey, I mean, John's an amazing dude. I don't care. One arm, smaller, taller, you know, overweight, underweight, it doesn't matter. John's going to make you feel at home. So did you feel just welcomed at News River right away?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I forget, I remember the day exactly. Uh, I was supposed to be there at, at either 10 or 11 a.m. I forget. Um, I was out walking my dogs and one of them saw a squirrel and ran away. Uh, so I'm like chasing him down. I'm about to be late and I'm like panicking and like there, my adrenaline's running from my, like, my dog. So, I finally like c- compose myself, get to the gym, and John just walks out, pretty sure he never shirt on. Um, <laughs> and he's just start asking me like immediately, like what are your goals like what what do you kind of are you looking to get into this? Or are you just looking to talk to somebody um and and to your point, I mean, he's such a, a good dude. I mean, I immediately felt right at home. Um, the next that was a Saturday morning. The next Monday morning, I was in there at five thirty, uh, starting class. Um, so I must not have been too intimidated. <laughs> um, you remember
0: your first workout?
1: Yeah, it was uh, back squats.
0: Well, that's uh, a little, you know, serendipitous, if you will.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he had me go from two boxes. Um, he wasn't sure that like his rig even went low enough. Uh,
0: does, does the rig go low enough? That's a good question. I think so. Right. The holes go pretty low.
1: Yeah, they go pretty low. Um, I've got plenty of stories about that.
0: Um, what's your best low rig story?
1: Um, I've seen people take my bar like JP if I'm like if I accidentally set the rig too low and I need to adjust it like a a hole or two um JP will just walk up to my bar and pretty much like curl it while I'm like fixing the hooks um so he can just take the weight I'm back squatting and just like curl it essentially hey
0: Uh, hey I've, I've had people do that to me too that's not a big deal
1: but there's also been times where um he got a text from one of the other coaches, I must have left the hooks down. Oh, yeah. So you can't blame that <laughs> and, on anybody else.
0: No, and,
1: and she was like, what were y'all doing this morning that somebody was, like, had these hooks so low? And I, she either forgot about me or forgot that we were back squatting that morning. Um, but she was like thoroughly confused that the the hooks were like almost to the bottom of the rig. Um, so. Yeah.
0: So I can usually get away with it and be like, oh, it was a woman squatting there. Like you're just like, no, <laughs> that was that no. was Sean. That was Sean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there is not even close.
0: <laughs> so, so, so you start going into to CrossFit. What is your dog barking at? I don't know. She's I like fear. how you tried to did you try to mute it real quick? I did. Yeah, see you're a you are a uh you're a good guest. You're a good guest. You know, most most guests would just let that go. But what what's going on? The pizza delivery there?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you um, got your
1: got my you window because it's kinda nice here. But let me go uh let me, can you cut this out?
0: Ah, we don't know. We don't edit here at best hour of the day. You got to shut that dog up. You got two dogs, huh?
1: I do. Yeah. All yeah.
0: right. All right. Exactly. Looks like they calmed down. Pizza's pizza was left on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's going on in the grocery situation by you? Um, you got no the toilet, toilet paper? paper?
1: Yeah. Although I have a funny story about that too. Um, let me, let me hear it. You
0: don't just get to brush past the fact they have a toilet paper story
1: yeah um i actually just on amazon literally last week i had to like order toilet paper anyways um and somehow i made the mistake of it it was i thought i was ordering a 12 pack but i was ordering a four pack of a 12 pack
0: Oh shit! Literally, oh shit!
1: It it showed up at my door, and I have like literally forty-eight rolls now. And everybody thinks that uh, you're a hoarder. Hoarding toilet paper is actually a total accident. I just didn't read.
0: It's it's funny. I was telling my friends. I was like, we're always like the, you know, Roz and I like the wait till we get down to one roll and go buy more. And we just hit that like last week. And she ordered some on Amazon. So. I'm like, we got plenty, plus I have a bidet, so I don't really use any.
1: This is where you shout out Tushy for the sponsorship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting to hear back from them. But yeah. you know what's, what's really surprising to me is more people aren't just thinking about hopping in the shower after they go to the bathroom. Like, not that big of a deal.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I,
0: quick I, rinse. Just quick rinse.
1: I personally didn't think about that, but I, I might consider it. Well, you've I'm, got plenty of toilet paper. I'm already considering a tushy, anyways. Let's be
0: honest. I'm telling you, Fern texted me today. He's like, "I just ordered a tushy." So clearly, I'm having a, an impact on the uh, bidet industry. There
1: you
0: go. So, so you're, you're you've gotten into CrossFit. You're you're enjoying it. You feel welcomed at Noose River. What is the where's that transition between? Hey, I enjoy hitting these workouts, and I want to compete.
1: Yeah. Um. Sorry. I'm listening. I'm looking. I was actually looking on my phone. I wanted to send you a photo real quick. Um, what,
0: what, what? I don't need any nudies right now. <laughs> <so> not, <laughs> not,
1: not a nude. Let me see uh, if I can find it. Um,
0: Stand up. Are you wearing pants?
1: I, I'm wearing pants. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely wearing pants. And yeah, let me see both hands at the same time. <laughs>
1: right. Here it is. It's coming your way.
0: This is this is what we refer to as a quarantine episode. When when you <laughs> when when most people in the country are not interacting enough with other people, and they start talking to someone. Let's see. I'm anxious. Oh, here we go. Image.
1: So, so what are this, you
0: doing here? Are you making dying eggs.
1: Dying Easter eggs. Um, but why won't you? Were, to say,
0: you were a little chubby back here, huh?
1: Yeah. So, um, senior year of college. So. Uh, besides being really short and having that in common with you, uh,
0: I was chubby too.
1: I actually have something in common with Fern too.
0: Oh, You're a Division a, One basketball player.
1: I was technically a Division One athlete. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what what sport are we talking there, Sean?
1: So so I was a football manager. So technically, we were considered student athletes at that point, um, which was one of the coolest like gigs uh you could possibly find in college like without actually being a football player
0: what college was this at i went to syracuse
1: i'm in orange
0: oh wow the um i mean up by me where i opened my box upstate new york right the owner of the the owner of the building that i used to rent from orange man he he actually went to see um the year carmelo anthony was there and they won the ncaa championships i remember that so yeah cool so you and fern both division 1 student and athletes but tell me yeah. more about this picture you you look a little you know husky
1: yeah so that was senior year right before graduating 2000 and uh, oh geez, uh 12 um, and being a, a football manager you go to practice with the team but you don't obviously like go through the, the drills um but you reap all the benefits and one of those was like eating with the team in the the special like football wing um and having like bagged lunches packed for you and like all this kind of royal treatment when you go on the road they take you out to dinner it's pretty wild so i graduated college i weighed about 112 pounds and that's what that photo is there just and for, and for
0: reference, you're in the '80s now, correct?
1: I weigh about 82 pounds now. Yeah. So um, you were,
0: I mean, 30 pounds on anyone is is visible, but on someone that's four foot, it's very visible. Visible.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I was carrying around a lot of extra weight, which again, for anybody's not good on joints, but for for people with dwarfism, that is like detrimental.
0: Well. Tell me about that. You know, you and I spoke a little bit of Wadapalooza in the sense that you were like pretty beat up. Do you feel that because you're short statured, it, it's a little harder yeah. on your body?
1: Um, I think initially that's probably maybe a safe assumption. Um, never really recommended to put weight like really on my back, um, you know, growing up and, and whatnot. Um, But I think probably, you know, shout out to CrossFit and and really no thanks to CrossFit. Um, You know, I've strengthened all the muscles, you know, necessary to put that weight on my back. Um, And having just taken my L1, you know, just sitting down at work now, I understand that that functional movement is there. Like I can sit much longer, I can get up, I can walk, I don't have that pain anymore. So... I think it really has become a lot like Mike in the sense that like maybe it really has, it's done me a world of good. Um, and I, you know, there's no arguing with that.
0: Yeah. I would imagine regardless of, you know, anything that has to do with the body doing functional movements is going to benefit you. doesn't matter if you're four foot, five foot or eight foot, right? Like as long as you're being smart, leaving your ego aside, I mean, maybe competitions beat you up a little more right? It, especially, you know, understanding them, but yeah, but I have to say it's, it's, it's probably going to benefit you. Have you spoken to your doctor about it? What did, what do they say?
1: Um, I haven't. Um, probably a good I idea, actually-
0: right? To reach, to talk to them. <laughs> hey, by the way, I do this new thing where I put load on my back, even though you've told me not to for the first 30 years of my life.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> So a couple of things there you touched upon, you know, shout out to, to JP again, um, and really the whole coaching staff at News River, um, and really Stouty as well, just being smart with the programming um, with me, uh, I definitely, I, I, I know for a fact that, I, that my ego's gotten in the way once or twice, and, and they've kind of put me in check immediately, um, so I, I think in that sense they've done a really good job they've kept me in check we've done the done it the right way um, the smart way uh, not much risk there um, the doctor situation uh, we grew up uh, so I have uh, two brothers one is also little and the other is not um, So growing up, uh, me and and Vince, the middle brother, uh, we would uh, be seen in Wilmington, Delaware. So I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Um, There was a specialist in Wilmington, Delaware that we would drive to, um, if we had a surgery, it could be like weekly, Um, but we would see them pretty often. And uh, I've aged out of that institution. It was a children's institution. and you know, thankfully, realistically, I haven't had many issues since then, so I haven't really found anybody you know to just do kind of follow-ups or just wellness checks with um since.
0: Well, wait, so something you just said, you have two other brothers, one one of typical size, and one what, what who how tall is your is your other brother?
1: Yeah, or so uh, Bill is is my oldest brother. We're all about two years apart. Um, Who's he, the older? He's the older. He's the oldest. Um, You're the middle. He, uh, I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. It, um, how tall it, is
0: your middle your 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 middle brother? That's also a little smaller.
1: Um, he's actually probably. I was looking at a photo of him uh, the other day. Me next to him. And he's actually probably closer to Mike's height is kind of what I'm thinking. Um,
0: I don't remember. Is Mike taller than you?
1: Yeah, Mike's about a head taller than me. Um, You know, good six inches. But um, my brother Vince is a much more uh, uh, kind of like a a lanky. build he's like let me just throw
0: this out there Sean that's a very strange term to use to define a little person lanky. yeah
1: it it, it it is but when you you know put when you have me and mike as your
0: reference points imagine um, no one's met you or him and you're like hey my brother's lanky and people are envisioning this 6 foot person and then they're like hey Vince
1: yeah so so uh Touche. <laughs>
0: um
1: but he, he's got um he, he's definitely not uh I guess in in other words like as stocky or as like broad-shouldered as I am. Why doesn't um, he do crossfit? That's a great question. Um Does you he know, live maybe,
0: ne- in the Raleigh area like you?
1: No, he's actually still in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, he's extremely powerful uh, and, and strong. Um,
0: All right. Well, we're in Pennsylvania. Maybe we got a Pennsylvania listener. We're, we're in Pennsylvania.
1: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Some great boxes in that area. If you live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, reach out to me. Let's see if we can get uh, Vince Eberly into the CrossFit affiliate world. So yeah. With, with one, you know, and again, you know, I love you. Never trying to be offensive. With one, Typical size person and two sm- smaller brothers. What was the dynamic like with your parents? Did they treat you guys differently or were they just like, you know, beat each other up like other brothers do?
1: So, uh, Vince and I fought um, pretty much nonstop.
0: You know, if, if, the, if back then the internet was around, you guys could have made a killing. Like just watching, you know, two little people, brothers, smashing each other. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Um we were we were huge into wrestling. Um, who's, your one... favorite, who's your
0: favorite wrestler?
1: Oh gosh.
0: Because um, I love wrestling too. It, it pro it
1: used to be X X
0: Pac. All right, I like X Pac, yeah. Sean from, Waltman.
1: Yeah, Degeneration X. Uh, yeah. But uh at one point, uh I think it was the three of us, um, wrestling in the living room. And um, it was back in the day with the big wood frame box TVs. Um, Oh, no. Vince, uh, I believe it was Vince, got on a rocking chair as the turnbuckle. And when he, like, crouched down to then jump (laughs) off of it as the, the turnbuckle, it propelled him further than he expected. Um And actually went through this side of the wood panel TV and uh I believe destroyed it.
0: This is definitely the most I've ever laughed on an episode <laughs> of Best Hour of Their Day. So I could imagine that. I could imagine him just like being, because I had one of those TVs. It's just like a huge frame. I can imagine him just going through it and like being inside the TV. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would have to imagine that's what happened. Uh,
0: so... All right, well, let, let's get back to some serious topics. You just took your level one. Yeah. Tell me about your experience there. And I know you had Donnie Forbis. Um You said Kristen was there. And who was the third person?
1: Uh, Andy. Hendel? Uh, yes.
0: A little bit older, big, tall guy? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's Spencer Hendel's father. Actually, he's a former Miami Dolphin, like NFL player. Yes. So you guys – you guys could have bonded over both being on the football team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah.
1: I think they mentioned that when they did the intros. Um,
0: so tell me about this level one. I we've not had somebody on who recently took it. I want to. I want to hear all about it. Your experience there, what you loved, what you didn't love. You know, was Donnie's beard? You know, were there squirrels growing out of it? What's going on?
1: Yeah, I I think there there probably were. Um, and had I seen the um. Uh, the recommendation sooner on Instagram, I probably would have told them that I believe they're recommending CrossFit or shave their beards. So the virus doesn't spread.
0: Um, (laughs) You know, if there is a person on staff that's patient zero, it's Donnie Forbus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So incredible staff, uh, phenomenal people um, just in general, really. Informative, engaging, um, across the board. Uh, they also guilted me with the nutrition talk right before lunch. Uh, yeah,
0: well, you texted me and told me what you're about to eat, so yeah, I don't think it worked.
1: Yeah, it, it didn't. Um, definitely went to steak and shake for lunch, it was convenient, it was right across the street. Um, but great experience. I Probably the only thing I'll ever do before Mike in this board of CrossFit uh, would be. Uh, Mikey,
0: he hasn't taken his level one?
1: To my knowledge, no. Um,
0: okay, he needs to do that. I'm,
1: I'm fairly confident. Uh, in so, so, so yeah. assuming
0: you pass the test, which I have no doubt you did, you will become the first short statured level one CrossFit trainer
1: that would be my assumption. Uh, you're on the seminar staff. I would, I would think you'd probably have that knowledge or, uh, that information, but there's
0: been, you know, many, many seminars. I, I don't think I've ever had someone come in, but, um, it's, it's certainly possible they have, but either way, you know, it's still a great accomplishment. What was your, what was your favorite part of the entire weekend?
1: Um, honestly uh the med ball clean just relearning it and and slowing it down and i mean i like the movement before that um but i I think um i guess to more to generalize it a little bit more just the movement the cues um and and breaking it down you know slowly uh never hurt so bad from a pvc pipe before um probably won't move as fast as I was, you know, going into Wadapalooza for the next month. Cause I'll just be thinking about cues like nonstop. Um, but I think ultimately it'll be, you know, part of the, the motivating factor for me taking my L1 was not to jump in and be a coach right away. It was just to be a better athlete. Um, you know, John and I talked about that a lot. And I think that even if I didn't pass, which I have some slight concern about that. Um, I'm not so confident. Um, I'm sure you
0: passed.
1: I, I think that uh, that goal was probably achieved, um, or it was, um, regardless.
0: Do, who? Which of the coaches taught your med ball clean?
1: Uh, I believe I had um, – that was in the deadlift series. So that would have been Donnie.
0: Cool. And did, were you opening your hips?
1: Um, my hips open poorly anyways. Um, the biggest thing I, I run into for whatever reason, uh, my knees cave in on almost like every lift. Um, so that was probably the biggest cue I think I was getting personally. Um, I just got to remember to drive my knees out.
0: Were you brought into the circle in any of the small groups to you know, be the, be the person that we show makes improvement via coaching.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, which
0: movement do you remember?
1: I I honestly think the very first one, the air squat,
0: you know, and, and not making a joke, but I mean, your body type is different than a lot of the people we, we have to coach. And I think it's, an, you know, a kudos to the level one staff because you know, a 100% of them don't give a shit about how tall you are. They're just there to make you move better. And, and if anybody was to see movement, it's them. So did you get cues that maybe you haven't gotten? And, and and did you feel like you saw an improvement in your movement over the two days?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, shout out to them. Um, it, it kind of felt like Waza where I walked up to them the first time. I knew there was movement involved and was, like, showing them my so my arms don't walk out like Mike's. Um, and I think y'all talked about that on on. Uh, with him um but I'm like showing them my range of motion uh so they don't start giving me cues and think I'm just not doing it he's lazy yeah so uh, I jumped in right away but yeah that didn't stop them they actually started um on the overhead squat one of the harder movements for me um they started playing with my grip and and uh my grip grip width um to try to make that more efficient and just a better movement, and I think I was moving pretty well at the end of the weekend.
0: Big question. I saved it for here. I purposely didn't ask you. did you get that muscle up?
1: Uh, no, I didn't
0: How, why did you you had to th- think about it? you don't remember. you would have remembered if you got your first muscle up.
1: Yeah, um, no, there wasn't really um i I think I'm there so it is i'm going to give you like a little maybe a shady answer but um we did a lot of work where the average height athletes were using their feet to kind of get the the pull of the rings the false grip and then kind of the the putting your head through and then the dip and they were kind of using their feet to just practice some of those right and we went f- directly from that to uh, a really high set of rings, and they chose like three or four people to use a box to get up and try a full muscle up. So I'm I'm gonna uh, like bail myself out here and just say there wasn't a set of rings at the appropriate height for me to actually try. But all I gotcha. All the drills we were going through has me feeling as if I get a, a set of rings set up that I'm I'm there.
0: I think, honestly, the challenge is going to be, I mean, any height, as long as you get up there, you'll be fine. It's the width. Yeah. Right? You're going to have to make sure that, which you can adjust if they're, say, on a rig or something, but if they're hanging from the ceiling attached, it'll be challenging because the typical width of rings is like 16 and inches, which is probably, it's wide for me. So I'd imagine it's a little bit wide for you. But I think if you bring those rings in tight, like how many pull-ups do you have?
1: Uh, I could probably do 25-30 pull-ups strong no, together. Do,
0: look you don't have to brag on this show Sean we know <laughs> you're <laughs> you we know, you know you're fit
1: I, I mean that's just again one of those things my upper body I think I came into the, the box that day just being doing strict pull-ups pretty um, I, again it's just I think my, my upper body but the squats like my lower body I had nothing on the bar day one
0: well, you're, you're getting there. So so you've, you've gotten your level one, you've competed at Wadapalooza. Do, do you plan on coaching at News River?
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I think I would, um, just the seminar in general really opened my eyes to, um, you know, there were some questions asked about like, well, um, you know, diet specifically, like, you know, the, um, quality and quantity, you know, if we can't get somebody to the quantity, um, you know, you're still getting a win there if you can get them to the quality. So, um, you know, what do they say? Perfection is the enemy of progress. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but yeah, it's true I mean, though,
0: I, especially I, with nutrition, you're absolutely right on that. Like don't stress people out chasing perfection cause they're going to do nothing
1: yeah um so i mean just instilling that like even hey if i failed my l1 i'm still gonna um i'm still gonna work to improve you know whether it's friends family like whatever i've got this knowledge now like I, i coached actually um when i left syracuse moved down here um i actually coached high school football um for uh about five years so i got a full-time job and they were um willing to let me come early and leave early during the season um and then during the off season i would go to practice in the mornings like the summer and then i would get to work late and have to stay late but they were totally cool with that it was fully volunteer um and i just loved everything about that um so I'd love to to do some kind of coaching again
0: I think you're going to be an excellent coach I have no doubt you passed and even if you didn't I think great attitude that's what we tell people at the end of every seminar like regardless of you pass or fail you've learned a lot I'm sure you passed I know a lot of people leave that test like a little uncertain but I'll hear from you tomorrow you know and and I'm sure you'll 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 give me the thumbs up so what else is next in your world when it comes to cross when's the next competition?
1: Yeah. Um, so Waza, um, you know, a couple other stories from Waza. Um, I was going to take a few days off beforehand, uh, just to, to rest. Um, they announced, uh, the, either up down or down up workout deadlifts and burpees. um, and our prescribed weight for scaled uh, upper standing um was 185 uh and i had a previous pr of 165. um so i was actually in the gym uh right before my flight to miami on wednesday afternoon uh and it hit a 185 pr deadlift um, and then went down to Waza. They did drop the weight, um, which is cool, but I was pretty much working right up till then. I was really worried about that workout specifically. Um, And all of that to say, uh, it became, you know, I I definitely burned out for sure. I've only been at this six months, Um, like two weeks in, uh, maybe a month into my CrossFit journey was the Waza qualifier. Um, and everybody, I wasn't sure I should do it. Everybody said, like, there's no point not to, just to try. Um, found out I did the open registration and got in. So the past couple months, I fixed my diet. I had never counted macros. I ate, like, a garbage disposal. Um, was in the gym, uh, twice a day on Sundays. Um. So, all that to say, I, I finished waza and I'm just now getting back into working out um and then obviously, the gym closed, so I'll be doing some stuff at home
0: what's what what's um what's one of the workouts you've done at home? so, if the listeners are interested in getting a new at home workout what's 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 your go to at home workout? Uh,
1: can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> My my L one didn't uh, prepare me for that. question.
0: <laughs> well, what what's one work what's a workout you might do tomorrow?
1: Uh, a little bit probably skill work to get back into stuff. Um, I mean it'll be something with a run. Definitely gotta get back into running. Um, but double unders is one of the next things that I want to uh, want to kind of hang my hat on. Um, so it, it'll be some kind of wad with double unders, uh, um, or at least jumping rope, uh, for some time there. All um, right. Let
0: me give you a workout to do tomorrow.
1: Interestingly enough, I just ordered a bar and some plates for the garage.
0: Uh, yeah, you're getting, you're doing everything, uh, early for the quarantine, right? You got your toilet paper and you got a barbell now, but here's, <laughs> here's your workout for tomorrow. You ready? Yes four four rounds all right this is for all the listeners oh i like it sean i like that that was a veteran move he got his pen and paper out four rounds 400 meter run 50 double unders or 50 attempts or 50 whatever you're gonna do but there you go adapt as needed all right you like that i said adapt as needed not scale as needed i i did like i do like that i've had you know Probably so, this is the podcast with the most adaptive athletes ever. And we've learned a lot, Fern and I, and we learned a lot going to Hammer's box, also in Raleigh and, and John's box, and and that's one of the things I love about the, the CrossFit community.
1: Yeah, you, you learned a little bit about uh how how wheelchairs work and how they, they don't work.
0: Yeah, that, that was that was a challenge, let me tell you.
1: That um, was uh, hilarious. Um <laughs> uh, so uh, as you bring up this this workout, um, having taken my L1 and one of the conversations now I'm having with John Postwaza, I'm interested to actually hear your thoughts. Um, you
0: put me on the spot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I, I will do this as you just prescribed it. Um, but when taking this a step further, like 400 meters, you know, sometimes depending on the stimulus of the workout, would be 200 for me. Um, you know, I'll run out the front door and, and in the back door uh, instead of a full lap. Um, but but what my uh, question is is I've returned from Waza. The weights were heavier, which ultimately changed the stimulus of the workouts. Should I continue to train at the weights I think I'm going to see at comps, or should I return to the stimulus and just work on getting stronger?
0: That's a tough question. That's a tough question. It's a good question in the sense that, you know, what you have to evaluate, in my opinion, would be, you know, are you training for fitness or are you training for that competition? Because if you're training for that competition, no brainer, you need to expose yourself to that heavy weight. Right. If you, we fail at the margins of our experiences. And if you never touch 185, you're never going to lift 185. But I would say first and foremost, the priority should be the stimulus. Cause if you train with the stimulus, you're going to get the intensity. So let, 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 let's let's begin to wrap this up. It's getting late by you. I know you've got some caffeine in you, so you should be fine. <laughs> but let's um but I'm gonna topsy turvy this. I'm gonna turn it back on you. You've got your, you know, you tended your level one let's let's brainstorm this out so let's let's do our best for tomorrow to get the stimulus that i was intending on this workout all right yeah. so i'm going to ask you some questions all right you know four rounds 400 meters so first thing i would address is okay 400 meters how long am i expecting my average members my or the better members how fast am i expecting them to do this what would you say to that um
1: uh, average or fast
0: but let, let let's call it my intention for the best athletes at the box.
1: Uh maybe like a one thirty.
0: You got some fast members. Yeah, I mean, I think a minute and thirty is doable, but I'd say whenever I see four hundred, my brain goes to two minutes. I know that's not like lightning fast. like that's what I would do it, and I'm not a fast runner, but you know, on average, at the box level, I think that's fair. So now yeah. let's come up now let's come up with um two scaling options for that for the masses so what can we do we know we we know we want to sit at at two minutes for this 400 so okay you're you're maybe a little bit slower or you, you have someone that's newer what what is something you could do for that let's go give me two give me two options of scaling uh rowing why would they row it's running they have no injuries uh Don't, don't think too crazy. Just think we said it's, Hey, this is two minutes of running. So, so, all right, I'll help you out, Sean. I'm a level four coach. I get it. So option one, I would say, all right, how far can you go in two minutes? And let's make that the distance. Now we may or may not know that about this athlete. So we may have to do some testing in the warm up. but let's, let's say you're right. And for you, it's 200 meters, easy day, scale the distance. But now let's say, hey, we don't know this person. I might say something like, "All right, well, you're going to run out for a minute, and then you're going to run back, and that should take you two minutes. And who cares what the distance is, but you ran for two minutes."
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. For tomorrow, I want you to do four hundred meters. All
1: right, I will now do that. The, before now, before it's,
0: back. now for double unders, I would I would look at it like this. I'd say, okay, fifty double unders is a challenge, but I want to challenge my members. The best of the best to go unbroken, 50 double unders, unbroken, 30 seconds. Right? So now we have a few options when it comes to double unders. We can do things like attempts, because you're not going to get double unders unless you do double unders. No right. amount of single unders get you better at double unders. Right? So it could be attempts, and it could be 50 attempts, or it can be 30 seconds of attempts. You know, so lots of options there. If, if it's someone who's just not ready, like, you know, so now we have somebody like, you're ready. You just need to practice. But somebody else, I would say something like, all right, you know, you're going to, maybe it's their first day. You're going to do singles for 30 seconds. I hate the idea of like, you don't have doubles. So we're going to punish you and make you do double in singles, right? No, that's not what it, that's not the stimulus. Cause you're actually making, whenever someone does double for double unders, it's like, hey, you're taking people that aren't skilled enough yet and actually making them spend more time on this rope than everybody right. else. They're going to be slower now. So for that one, for you tomorrow, it's a 400-meter run and get your double unders.
1: All right. I will report back.
0: All right. I'll hear from you.
1: I, I think I absolutely hate running. Um I, I, Although I don't know why I threw out rowing because I, I hate rowing too. It's They're both – miserable for people that are short.
0: Yes, I agree. But, you know, and, and rowing's not a bad option. I don't want to shoot you down. But remember, it's preserving the stimulus. If you would have said, hey, I'm injured. I can't run. Now we've got rowing on there. But for most people, that's not the goal. So I challenge you. And if you're listening to this, now you have a workout to do at home, assuming you have a rope and a place to run. Let us know how you do. Tag best hour in that. Let, if you beat Sean, you get a prize. Sean, you got to pay for the prize, though. All right. Wow. <laughs> that could be a lot of people beating you careful what you, what <laughs> you give out there.
1: I, mean, I was gonna give out a copy of best hour of their day <laughs> no,
0: no, no.
1: Mine, mine comes uh in the mail hopefully tomorrow
0: yeah well yes you can you can look at it as motivation before you set out for that run yeah <laughs> actually and i'm gonna do it as well tomorrow i got my new evo rope from um rx jump rope so i'm gonna hit that tomorrow as well but there Sean, you've been fun. I got to get going. Roz is giving me the wrap-up signal, which means dinner is ready. So remind people we'll where they can bored. find you. She's. I hope she's bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remind people where they can find you on Instagram. It's S-R-Eberle, right?
1: Yeah, E-B-E-R-L-E.
0: All right, so check Sean out there. Follow him at the next competition and uh, as always, I'm sure I will hear from you tomorrow, but it's been great having you on the episode. And uh, we look forward to hearing how you did on the test, how you did on your muscle-up, how you do on this workout, lots of home. You're going to be really busy during this quarantine.
1: Yeah, no, that that's good, all really good stuff. And, you know, thanks for having me. Uh, shedding some light on the adaptive community. Um, that's really awesome.
0: That's what it's all about. I love the adaptive community. I mean, I love everybody in CrossFit, but to me, the adaptive community is the most impressive group of people. They're they they're by far and away, you know, you, you guys are the most impressive. And I'm only three and a half inches away from being a part of that community. So, so let me tell you, I love it.
1: You're really uh, striving for that.
0: <laughs> you, you know, if if my grandmother is any indication, I'm gonna be there one day because <laughs> <'cause> she, <laughs> she shrunk, you know, she shrunk down over the years. So you may be. One day, you may be lined up on the Wadapalooza competition floor. Look to your right, see Mikey. Look to your left, see me, Sean. So am
1: forward to that day. It'll be a fun day.
0: Yeah, so I'll see you on the competition floor one day, Sean. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. Have a good rest of your night, and I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: All right, thanks. You too. Bye.
0: Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development, and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks again until the next episode. We hope you've had the best hour of your day.